I woke up uh, on a Sunday morning and I made my way to the closet. And as I was putting on my pajama pants, I noticed that I was kind of jogging a little bit to the left and my pants wouldn't come on. And I thought, well, that's kind of odd. I don't remember having anything crazy, you know, to drink last night or whatever. So um, at that moment, I felt a really sharp pain in the back of my neck and I kind of panicked a little bit made my way to the sink because I thought if I could wash, you know, my face off and I could just kind of snap out of it. And as I was trying to make my way to the sink, I remember the water going, I had the pain down, you know, in, in my neck and I had a lot of issues with feeling like a warm sensation at the top of my head. When I looked at the mirror, as I was splashing water on my face, um, I just really noticed that my face wasn't casting at all. Like I was not there. And that moment, I felt like I was spinning in the room. Severe vertigo was not even like a really good way to describe it. It was more like a feeling that I was spinning in the air sideways while 18 men were trying to pull me down to the ground. And I remember yelling out for my husband. I crawled to my bed. Um, I yelled and yelled and yelled, nothing, no response. I had a severe neck ache. Um, the top of my head was warm. Well, my husband finally came into the room and he was looking at me kind of crazy, not understanding what I was saying. And I was yelling, but my voice was not casting. And so for however long I thought I was yelling, um, at that moment, I told him, give me some Tylenol because I'm of Latina descent and Tylenol fixes everything. And I said, just give me some Tylenol. I'll be fine. I'm just going to go back to sleep. And I had severe nausea. The vertigo was just unreal. Um, the pain in the back of my neck was crazy. Uh, it wasn't until that night that I felt another uh, round of those same symptoms. So I felt again the vertigo and everything. And I at no point called 911. I never called my doctor. And I waited two days before I sought any medical attention. And it still gives me the chills, uh, you know, to, to think about that um, because I, I was testing my my luck and i'm blessed that nothing severe happened in those two days and so uh, i'm sorry i get emotional with this so um i finally called the doctor two days later they allowed me to get in re really quick and when my doctor found that i could not lift my head up to look at him and when he asked me to squeeze his hands um i my left side i was squeezing so hard but he said that I wasn't and so um, that's when they immediately called for um, scans and everything and I was admitted to ICU and it was diagnosed as a spontaneous vertebral artery tear. They do believe that that night there was a second incident, another stroke, so that's why by the grace of God really that um, I was able to with the doctor's help, 10 days in ICU and um, some physical therapy um, outside of the hospital Things really were just crazy. I was a mother of a toddler at the time and had no will, had no, like I might, I just was dumbfounded when they told me that I had had a stroke because I had thought that it was elderly people only and I wasn't elderly. Although I was 70 pounds heavier and a smoker, um, it just didn't cross my mind.
You just heard a powerful story directly from two-time stroke survivor Kelly Fuchek, who knows firsthand why physical activity after a stroke is very important for preventing another event. The COVID pandemic is making it even more difficult for many stroke survivors like her to attend physical therapy appointments or to get physical activity while practicing social distancing. Hi there, I'm Carrie Pena, and here's a power bite of what you'll learn in today's show. This podcast will discuss why physical activity is important for stroke survivors and share tips and resources for staying active, even while staying at home. You'll hear more from Kelly about her personal wellness journey of recovery and weight loss. Plus, we'll be joined by Dr. Ronnie Whitfield, who will share how physical activity can aid in reducing symptoms of depression and help with mobility, which can prevent a fall. You'll also learn how caregivers can support their stroke survivor in being physically active and much more. But first, Kelly Fuchek was 32 years old, severely overweight, and a smoker with no fitness regimen when she suffered two strokes on the same day. Now, age 41, she has worked hard since then to lose weight and live a healthier, more active life. She now owns a wellness company called A Size Strong that assists companies, schools, and households in making the lifestyle changes needed for wellness. Her physical transformation has better enabled her to weather the COVID-19 pandemic. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you have talked openly about being 70 pounds overweight and a smoker at the time that you had your stroke? So how have you been able to make the lifestyle changes that help transform you? Absolutely. After I uh, got the all clear from my doctor, about a year later, my doctor said to get on the treadmill or give him two minutes a day of walking activity and eat healthy. And so I really didn't know what that meant. Honestly, I was not a cooker. I didn't know how to cook. Two minutes, I did have a treadmill and I always call it my wardrobe helper. Like it was just holding my, my clothes. And so I took all the clothes off and I did two minutes on the treadmill. And that was the most horrible two minutes I'd ever had. But that one small step um, grew into so many positive things. It was the catalyst and it was my lifesaver in my wellness journey because two minutes led to a 5K and has led to several things, seven half marathons and a lot of a love for fitness. Really, it was just learning different ways how to cook and, and taking that one small step. You have such an inspirational story. As a stroke survivor, physical activity can obviously be so much more difficult due to mobility challenges and fatigue. What advice do you have for other stroke survivors about how to overcome those difficulties? Yes. So the first, honestly, year to to 18 months, the fatigue uh, was severe. And I found myself very frustrated that I couldn't do certain things or have the stamina that I thought that I should have. And so um, I, I sought a lot of help with mental health. Don't be afraid to seek outside help and, and get some thoughts written down, start a journal. That helped me a lot as well. After seeking out mental health help, I learned a lot of different tools on how to channel my fears and my survivor's guilt and a lot of different depression issues, anxiety, emotional well-being. Like when I noticed that when I would 
start walking, that I would feel more confident and I would push it a little bit further. And I found things that made me proud of myself. Um, and that little bit mentally helped me with my well-being because I then felt, okay, you know, I survived the stroke. I and on my way to losing, you know, weight, I think as the scale would drop, it, it didn't really determine my worth. But as the scale dropped and the miles added on my shoes, I felt invincible. And I really want other stroke survivors to realize that it takes time and it takes hard work and dedication, but take it one step at a time. And anything physical, one step at a time will help you. Kelly, how are you staying physically active during this pandemic when stroke survivors need to stay at home as much as possible to protect themselves from getting the coronavirus? So that has been a challenge. I also coach a fitness class at night. So I have found that it's hard for me to get in my normal activity. So I always love to invite people to look for a program online, apps, and videos. I know AHA has the Move More Movement and Go Red Get Fit is amazing on Facebook. Um, so much inspiration. I also encourage and love to advise that people maybe take a walk and listen to some music or a podcast and really help clear your mind as you're walking. And that'll help I like to say you're you're not stuck at home, you're safe at home, but definitely moving your body is is most important. And before I turn to our expert, I just want to ask you, how are you doing? This is, seems to be a very emotional journey that you've been on. How are you doing today? Today, it's uh, it's a lot of ups and downs if I'm being honest and I really am always honest. Um you know, the first four years of my stroke, I didn't even mention it to anybody. I was ashamed. So coming up on 10 years now, a lot has changed. And, and as of right now, I feel like the best I've ever felt in my life. I'm coaching people with fitness. I'm helping households. I'm helping my family and my kids learn how to cook. I'm very blessed. I try to make the most of my second chance. And I try to make an impact and help others the best I can because I am so grateful. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your inspirational story with us. And I want to turn now to Dr. Ronnie Whitfield, a board-certified family physician with a certificate of added qualification in sports medicine. He is currently in private practice in his native Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he's been a longtime volunteer of the American Stroke Association, earning the ASA Southeastern Affiliate Service Award and the American Stroke Association Legacy Award. Dr. Whitfield, thank you so much for hopping on with us today. No, thank you, Carrie. This is a great platform. And obviously, I don't have a whole lot to do but hang out at home. So why not talk with you today? <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it. Let's start by talking about why physical activity is so important for stroke survivors. And I love that you use the word physical activity and not so much exercise. For some reason, people are intimidated by the word exercise. But physical activity uh, is so, so very important for preventing another stroke. Um, it's associated with a 10 to 30 percent reduction in the incidence of stroke. And so, again, after stroke, it's important to start making physical activity a part of your routine. And, and I'm just so proud of Kelly and what she's done. Um, being inactive is a risk factor for stroke. So exercising can help prevent a recurrent stroke in addition to the, the other physical benefits that you can have. 
cognitive recovery and strokes. You'll hear us often refer to brain health as just as important as heart health and they're directly connected. And so people sometimes neglect one or the other. So you, you can't live without your brain. You definitely can't live without your heart. If you look at some of the research as well, and, and this is something that many people don't realize, many of my stroke patients and survivors become depressed. And so physical activity and exercise can help warning off the depression. And you see that in, in over a third of the, of the post-stroke survivors. So it's, it's also very, very important. So we need to get at least the recommended amount of physical activity. There's some st stats about probably 15% of every adult in most states are not active. It's probably higher than that. Um, but we need to get at least 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous uh, activity. 75 minutes of vigorous activity or a combination of the two uh, to help strengthen our bones and muscles, improve our mental health and cognitive function, and, and of most importantly, reduce our risk of heart disease and stroke. And why is the, the physical activity uh, even more important right now uh, during this COVID-19 crisis? Carrie, we're stuck at home, you know, so what do you do? <laughs> you're snacking, uh, you're watching TV, and you're just not moving. So you got to get up, you've got to be active. It's just one of the best ways to keep your spirit, your mind, your body just healthy during this time period. A lot of people are stressed out. I think one of the most beautiful things that I've seen during this period I have neighbors that I had no idea lived in my actual neighborhood. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm seeing folks in the, in the, in the streets and we're walking to the, to the park. And of course, we're social distancing, but we're waving each other like, hey, man, I didn't know you lived out here. So again, being physically active helps our mood, our spirit, improves the overall quality of life. Uh, and think about this. One in four stroke survivors will have another stroke. So if we can find a way to reduce that incidence by increasing our physical activity, eating properly. You know, we talk about what, what life simple seven, if you're smoking, not smoking, all those bad habits, your blood pressure and blood sugar check, if we could do those things and reduce our incidence of stroke. And we've done a great job, I think, as the American Stroke Association, reducing those numbers, but we still have a lot of work to do. And since I have the free time to talk to you, Carrie, we're going to keep talking. <laughs> All right, good, because I have a few more questions for you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I get someone like yourself on the line, I, I like to get through as much information that's so valuable to people as possible. So on that note, sure. what can stroke survivors do to stay physically active even while sheltering in place and self-quarantine? Because, you know, a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, what do I do? What do I do right. to, to keep moving? Move. And I think one of the big, biggest misconceptions with COVID-19, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, whatever you want to call it, came a lot of misinformation. And, and so we got to dispel some of these myths. There's nothing about the virus that limits you from getting outside of the house. Now, we want a social distance, of course, six feet or greater from individuals and, and, and masking up if you're going to be around folks. But the key to remember is that any movement is better than none at all. And so especially for our stroke survivors, if they have the option to do virtual health, you know, the telebusiness, telecommunication with the rehab or physical therapist, continue those. Maybe if, there, if there's a one in-person visit using the, the safety precautions that we talk about, hand washing, sanitizing, masking. But if there's a, a one visit, then they, they can put a regimen together that you can take home. And then, of course, like I said, using the virtual options to have that done. And there's many trainers and and uh, physicians, I'm doing much, uh, a lot of telemedicine at the office right now. What's really cool, though, is on the stroke.org's website is 29 post-stroke exercise videos demonstrated by a physical therapist. So I'm giving you guys all the options. There's no excuse. And this can help the survivors stay active while quarantined. So check out stroke.org to view those videos. There's some really cool videos. They also have some resources available to help you move. It's called Move More During the COVID Pandemic. And you can find those tips at heart.org slash move more month. So there's no excuses. I'm, I'm a guy about minimizing excuses. No days off. Uh, but again, <laughs> please, before you do this stuff, again, we're giving advice. And I'm not everybody's doctor. I wish I could be. I, I just love people. But 
talk to your healthcare providers, your physical therapists before starting any, any new physical therapy or I mean physical activity or exercise program. But if you're clear to do it, you really don't have an excuse. We've got the stroke.org, the 29 post exercise videos. There's tons of, of resources out there for you guys to stay active. No excuses. None at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Whitfield, can you talk to me about how uh, family members or caregivers might be able to support their stroke survivor in being physically active? Yeah, you know, a lot of times the caregivers get left out of the, the, the conversation. And, and as I always tell people, you know, the caregivers need love, too. But you have to embrace that time being spent together. You're stuck in the house with the same people all day, every day, you know, still working. So work is my escape from my 22-month-old who's getting in trouble like every five <laughs> seconds. Uh, but if you are quarantined with your loved ones, and I, I have to put emphasis on the word loved ones, you got to still love them. You might not like them today, but you got to love them all the time. Um, walk, get out the house and walk together. And that's a great exercise for both individuals. And we've had some really nice weather. I'm in Louisiana, so we have some nice weather here lately. So get out and walk and use that family time to talk and, and, and FaceTime somebody. Maybe start a stretching a workout routine together and progress that uh, together. Record your videos and share them on, on social media. I, I used to record my workouts and share them on, on social media. So again, just embrace that time together. And remember, you don't have to like your loved ones all the time, but you got to love them all the time. So spend some quality time and get to know them again. I love that. And, and if a stroke survivor is currently receiving physical therapy, either at home or on an outpatient basis, should they continue? Without a doubt. But again, making sure that you are cleared by your, your, your primary care doctor, your neurologist, whoever your primary care team is, make sure that they know that what you're doing, that you're clear to do it. Again, the limitations of telemedicine, I'm a touchy-feely guy, and I think COVID-19 is going to change our new normal about how we interact with patients. It's always much better to examine somebody in person or through telemedicine or telehealth, but, but just make sure you contact your providers to say that, hey, I'm, I'm going to continue with my programs. Is there anything I need to be looking for? Of course, remember those warning signs of stroke, F-A-S-T, face, arm, speech, time, fast. And if you're really uh, interested, Carrie, I got a music video I did with D1 talking about the warning signs of stroke is really cool. It's hip-hop doc is in, in, its, in its essence, so check it out. But uh, get the list of exercises together. You know, Make sure you know your medications. I mean, pretty straightforward and simple stuff, but I, I can't emphasize enough to make sure that your doctors know what you're doing, that you stay in touch with your physicians, taking medications that's prescribed, and, and any home modifications that are needed so that you can exercise. And there's tons of ways to get exercise in. I do refer you guys back to those 29 exercises on stroke.org, some really good exercises that you can do at home. Dr. Whitfield, uh, just to, as we close things out here, Kelly's story is so inspirational. I mean, just yes. one foot in front of the other each day, uh, fighting through the mental part of it, the emotional part of it. And she's so honest about it. What do you think we can all learn from her story? I mean, I'm actually not very happy with her right now because I didn't plan on tearing up during her interview, but that's what she does. So I'll just deal with it. But yes, I mean, it's, it's, it takes a lot to recover. And some people give up and I see it. And I mentioned depression early in, in, in our interview. And so what we learned is that it just took a lot of strength and support. You know, her husband was there for her and she was able to get through this, but it's not easy. And we're not telling anyone that it's easy, but if you can lock into your, your caregivers, your family and your, and your support system, that will get you through these, these tough times. And so I just really applaud her for all her efforts and um, can't wait to meet her. And I'm gonna, we're going to do some sprints or something together. I'm going to challenge her on something. So. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's quite the runner these days. And what final word would you like to leave with the audience with? I, you sound like such an inspirational person and someone who I'm sure your patients all love. What final word would you like to leave the audience with? This too shall pass, everyone. I'm a praying guy and I, I just I know this is tough times for us all. 
a lot of folks out of work. It's tough, but uh, this too shall pass. We'll get back to some sense of normalcy. But until then, let's continue to lean on each other. And on those downtimes, just reach out to one another and just stay connected. I mean, it's, we're blessed with the social media. And, you know, I was sick of it at one point. Now I'm so glad that we have it because now I can connect with folks and FaceTime and what have you. And, and don't give up and let's put the confidence uh, that we have in ourselves. And I know it'll be better on the other side. If you don't come out of this pandemic better, stronger, faster, better looking, uh, that means losing <laughs> weight because you got some extra time, then I'm going to be very disappointed in you. So I want all of us to take advantage of this extra time if you have it. Uh, and for those of you who don't, we really applaud our first uh, line folks, all the healthcare providers that are out there busting their butts. Um, we've lost some to this, this this pandemic. So thank you guys for all that you're doing for us, keeping the stores open that we need the necessary stores. Our nurses, our blue collar workers, we love you guys. We, we just really appreciate everything you're doing. No, I loved got, every word. Dr. Whitfield. You got me emotional, Carrie. Yeah. You, and, you and Kelly are not helping this thing at all. Dr. Whitfield, <laughs> a.k.a. The Hip Hop Doc. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate you being here with us today. And Kelly, thank you for sharing your inspirational story. I know that you will continue to get out there and inspire all those around you. And thanks to all of you for joining us. And please remember to share this show with someone who needs it. Wash your hands often. Stay home as much as possible. Learn more at stroke.org or call our stroke warm line at 1-888-4-STROKES. That's 888-478-7653. I'm Carrie Pena. Thanks for being here.